0: This is an AMI podcast.
1: Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI TV. Nova Scotia Music Week is on the horizon, just a couple of weeks away. Then you can support some amazing local talent. Halifax community reporter Milena Kazanavichus has the details. Hey, good morning, Milena.
2: Good morning, Dave. How are you?
1: I am good. This is a great excuse to head down to Yarmouth on the South Shore. Why is Nova Scotia Music Week so important?
2: Um, um, well, before we do that, I just want to throw out a quick, a quick reminder, and I'll answer your question, that uh, the fall COVID vaccines are out, and it seems that a lot of my friends and acquaintances aren't aware of that. So I'm heading right after this to get my seventh shot. And if you're vaccine, uh, you know, into vaccines, go get them. They're out wow. there. It's P- there. Don't public, get sick.
1: Public service announcement from Alyssa yeah, yeah, and Avishai. Yeah. I don't want get, to see my friends get,
2: get sick. Get your
1: so. get your flu shot too.
2: Especially yes, especially if you're gonna go down to Yarmouth. Yeah, and do like and and seaweed. do and
1: do a hundred push-ups a day so you have strong pecs. <laughs>
2: That's right yeah um okay so 26 years um of music uh in nova scotia and this year from what i'm reading online here it's uh back in yarmouth on the south shore so if you're on the peninsula in halifax shibuktuk uh you're, you're looking at about two and a half hour drive um or if you're living in yarmouth which is beautiful 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 uh, town village, I'll probably get in trouble for that. Um, but it's so so the music festival is going from the second of November till the fifth. Uh, the tickets range anywhere for fi- from fifteen dollars to one hundred and five for the whole entire festival. Uh, I think that's a pretty good deal. And when I was looking on um, at the lineup, I have to be very honest. I'm not familiar with a lot of the artists, and there are a lot of artists. I, I think about forty. Anywhere from R&B to jazz to uh, uh, Celtic um, folk, you name it, it's there and it looks like it's just uh, concert after concert after concert after concert. One of the things I noticed on the website, number one, is it's very accessible, even for someone like me, and um, not only that, but they've listed where the venues are located, and under each venue there is accessibility uh so that's good yeah i'm not i'm not sure fully you know i don't see anything for the blind or partially sighted but there's a phone number to each venue and it very clearly uh says for people who are wheelchair users uh entrance and exits um where uh non-gender bathrooms are uh if they're if they are you know wheelchair accessible and it looks like if not all um yeah, I'm pretty certain all of the venues are accessible in that fashion. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm pretty certain that if someone who's blind, partially sighted, low vision uh, would go down there and give a call before attending, uh, there they they'd be uh, assisting. Um, the The schedule of events and conferences uh, that's accessible as, uh, as well. So I'm I'm really really happy with this whole setup. I've never been, sadly, I won't make it this year. I, I will be in Yarmouth the day after the festival, but I'm definitely here booking it for, <laughs> for, the, for, for next year. I, you know, And I thought, I, I, I'd like to report because I, I'll be just arriving to do other stuff out there uh, in Yarmouth uh, on the tail end of this music festival.
1: So, so, should, so Milena, Milena yeah. you mentioned the website's accessible. I'll tell you this, yeah. from a uh, legally blind perspective, yeah. very hard to read. Like, it might yeah, okay. like it might be screen reader friendly from a legally blind perspective, okay. like, the color contrasts are awful. Because you mentioned you didn't recognize some of the artists, so I went into the website while you were talking yeah. to try and go, like, look at the artists. Couldn't read it. Impossible to read.
2: Well, okay, well, there you go, people. You heard it from, from His Majesty Himself, so... If you're if you're not fully blind like me, it's not that good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, okay. I'll, I'll,
2: I'll reel all of that back. It, it's for the first time it's legible to me.
1: Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> hey, Melinda, you're allowed to take a win here from time to time. It's not it's not all about me. Uh, November <laughs> November second to the fifth, I will give out this website's name though, because I'm sure if I was using a regular computer and not my phone, it would have been a little bit easier. NSMW.ca. NSMW.ca. And uh, the phone number is 902-423-6271. Milena, I went to a bunch of rock shows uh, this summer at Ottawa Blues Fest and, like, thoroughly enjoyed myself. But I realize that I'm getting a little too old for the rock shows. I went back-to-back nights, and I was a little beat up for about five, six days afterwards. Uh, I have to say, when you say things like Celtic music or folk music or country music, that's probably a little more my speed in the fall.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm still sticking to my R&B and and uh, hip hop, and, and even though I think I'm a couple years older than you, although I'm feeling it today in my right hip. So we'll wobble <laughs> around together, my friend. All
1: right? Yeah, I've got a I've got a muscle knot that I can't explain in my right <laughs> index finger. I like I have no idea why there's a muscle knot right at the base of that finger, and I uh, hurt my left arm playing with the dog on the weekend. Like, yeah, we are <laughs> we are fragile. We are fragile as we get older. Um let's go from music festival to a nanny. Not a hoedown, a nanny. The Common Roots <laughs> Urban Farm is hosting their annual harvest hootenanny. So uh, what's on deck for uh, visitors to enjoy?
2: You want to say that once more? I think you're hootenanny. having a good time with this. <laughs> yeah, so our harvest nanny, as many of our listeners would know and viewers, so uh, the Common Roots Urban Farm at the end of Bears Road by high location, the cross from the Bears Road Village Mall. Um, for those who live here on the peninsula, they will they will know. Um, and I have a, a, a plot there uh, that, you know, that I regularly attend for the last six years. So November the 4th, from one o'clock to four. Everything is free. We're having pumpkin smashing. Um, it's a celebration uh, at the end of the year and the, and the season. Uh, bring your jack-o'-lanterns from Halloween. Um, and then we've got the mallets, rubber mallets. Oh, yeah. And the kids, yeah, the, the kids love it. They, they bash the pumpkins to bits and pieces. We use them for compost. We have hay bales.
1: Wait, for the kids only, to... oh, Wait, only the kids can smash the pumpkins? What if no, I want to no. get in touch with my inner Billy Corgan?
2: Okay, but you've got a sore finger and something wrong with your arm, so, but, you know, maybe you'll be healed by November 4th. I can
1: stomp, I can stomp.
2: (laughs) Yes, yeah, okay, well, I won't, then I'll put a helmet on your head when you
1: slip. (laughs) Okay.
2: Anyway, so we got the pump. We've got a scavenger hunt. We have uh, garlic planting um, because there's a lot of garlic that needs to go in for next season. Um, This year, for the first time ever, we're we're going to be having a station where you can do quick pickling. So uh, we'll provide some beets and turnips, and you know um, the hardier veggies and show you how to pickle them quickly bring a mason jar um and you get to take them home
1: okay and the best
2: thing of all the best thing of all three o'clock in the afternoon a free vegetarian meal um that is going to be served right there on the farm music you know community and and it's just a, it's a it's a great it's a great great time i mean everything is free i will say even as a person who's blind and maybe now for you it might be easier <laughs> but. It's not the easiest location to get to, so if you've got a sighted uh, partner or you know or your kids, uh, drag them along. Um, I, I I can guarantee you will M- have Milena, what, lots what, of fun. What, yeah. <laughs>
1: like, what do you mean by that? Like, it's hard to get to by bus. It's like confusing intersection. What do you mean by that? It's hard to it's, get to. It's
2: it is it's it's not the most accessible location, and we've been working on it. You know, there's one bus route that will get you down there. The, the, there's there is some sidewalks that are lacking. you know we're, we're in the we're in the progress of working with the municipality to to make it better and each year we get a little bit better. We have the paths that have gone in, um, which is great for people who use wheelchairs but um, and then once you get on the farm we do have large print um, signs and you know and uh, QR codes uh, but but I will say uh, for myself as someone who's completely blind, I, I still find it a little bit difficult this new location that we've been in for the past 4 years. So we're we're, we're working on that, you know, we're working on it.
1: Melena, you and I are not violence people, but I do find the idea of smashing a pumpkin to be quite appealing, but you know what I would oh, really yes, love my to friend. you know what I'd really love to <laughs> smash an office printer, like they do in the movie office space. So I would love to take a mallet to a big printer.
2: Well, we we have and I I think we've talked about this over the years that there there is a um a business here in in halifax you've got it in toronto and i forget the, the, the name ra- of it now the, ra- the, rage, the room. rage room that's right <laughs> you're on my friend
1: uh, okay all right i like that. next time i'm in halifax we'll go smash some stuff up that sounds good okay november 4th common roots urban farm common roots urban farm dot ca common roots urban farm dot c a that's november the Fourth, Malena one more thing you want to throw on the radar here it's audio description at the Neptune Theatre the Neptune Theatre in Halifax has a range of shows coming up that are offering audio description you wanted to give a shout out to the folks who supported the ad at a recent show called uh, the play that went wrong
2: yes um, so so this has been a, a pet project of mine and I, I love live theater I understand it's not for everyone but and I know, in in Toronto terms, it's not big, but we had seven people who were blind or partially sighted come and attend uh, to to watch the play that went wrong. It's it's quite it's quite a it's a comedic play. It's very fast moving. It's very busy. Uh, so Cat Jermaine um, did an excellent job describing uh, with physical comedy. You know, just there was a lot that was going on, and and seven people to come out is a lot here uh, for Halifax. and so, so for everyone that showed up. Uh, thank you, um, really, really thank you. Because you know we work at this. Fifteen years it's been for me to try and get this on board, and um, it's here. It's happening. So the next upcoming show is November 19. It's a youth performance. These these kids, um, anywhere from 13 to 21 years of age. You you would be uh, mistaken uh, not to think that they're from Broadway, but they're not. They're they're really great. Uh, it's called. Almost main. It's um, it's a sort of a romantic comedy, you know, uh, lighter side. This will be audio described as well. Um, this one is free. Uh, so, but when when uh, you will announce all that, this one is free to the people who are blind or partially sighted, including your uh guiders, whoever's going to guide you. Um, uh, so you can bring a friend along, okay? Um, you don't have to pay for the ticket, but only for the blind and partially sighted it's a youth performance so we've worked on reducing the cost to nothing uh christmas cinderella is coming up it's a nice gift so uh tickets are running a minimum of sixty dollars but if you book with the word audio um while you're booking your tickets um under the neptune audio and accessibility you can call neptune box theater your ticket if you're blind or partially sighted is 25 dollars. Plus your guide comes for free as well. So you're looking at $12.50 per person rather than $60, $70, $80, or $90. That's December the 17th uh, for the Cinderella show. Uh, I think it would be a nice gift to, you know, bring your bring your loved one to and um, come out and support live theater. More so, support audio description, because if we don't show up, they're gonna yank it.
1: If End you if if you build if you <laughs> if you build it, they will come. Melena, um, yeah. uh, you've got other stuff here for like February twenty fourth, May the fourth. Yes. I'm sorry, it, it's like it's not relevant in this moment. You can shout it out a yeah. little bit further down the line. Yeah. But you did mention some of these audio described headsets. What's the process to reserve one?
2: It, it's very simple. So, um, and you know, and honestly, there's there, there's there's about thirty of them. So unless we have thirty people come out, which I would love um they're, they're they're always going to be there um but when you're when you're calling to book your ticket just let them know and uh they'll they'll chart make sure that the uh, all the audio headsets are fully charged basically it's a, a a small earpiece that goes over your left or your right ear whatever preference you wish and then you're hearing the audio describer um usually here for us it's cat Jermaine. um we're working on training a couple of others so so she can have a bit of a break and um you know and you'll hear cat describe live as the action is happening on stage um second by second moment by moment and uh, so yeah so just uh call neptune box office and there's a phone number there maybe you can help to shout that out um book online uh, if if that's easier for you and and remember to put in um audio uh, um was it audio oh my goodness help me out here dave melena i honest
1: <laughs> honestly you said too many things i don't know Neptune yeah. theater.com, <laughs> neptunetheater.com neptunetheater.com yeah. or the blog after the show ami.ca slash now yeah. melena we got to say bye have a great day
2: thanks bye
1: that's melena kazanavishus community reporter in halifax in one minute the much music experience continues to make its way across the country. Laura Bain will share her thoughts in the entertainment report. But first, Twitter alternatives are still struggling to increase their user bases. Mike Debusky takes a closer look in Tech Trends. Gabe Youssef is a senior insights analyst at Tower. He says several of the social apps that have hit the scene in the last year, like Threads, enjoyed early popularity. Upon Threads initially being released, there was a huge spike in engagement. And by engagement, I mean time spent and sessions. There was a huge spike, and I believe people were spending around 20 minutes a day on Threads the first few days. But it didn't last. That completely just plummeted. And right now, that's still down like 80% versus that launch field peak. Overall, he says X, formerly Twitter, is still the dominant player twitter has more than like 10x the users that these guys do and i'm talking about like daily active users so compare that to like blue sky and mastodon they have less than five hundred thousand, whereas twitter has more than 190 million with tech trends i'm mike deboski abc news thank you very much mike laura bain the much music experience is continuing to entertain people all across the country
0: Yeah, you know, you and Milena were talking smashing pumpkins there. (laughs) And I think think there's a a tie-in. Yeah, uh, you know, as you mentioned, the Much Music Experience Tour, I know you've talked about it here before. It hit Montreal last night. Mm -hmm. It's heading to St. John, New Brunswick tonight. I haven't quite decided if I'm going to try to check it out when it's here in Halifax next week, but I've been seeing it come up on my social media feed a lot. And uh, it's really nostalgic, you know, just sort of Mm -hmm. that that aesthetic um i had a tv in my room when i was a kid i i think oh. you've mentioned you as well
1: uh in my basement i had a whole layer i had a whole layer in my parents basement with a tv
0: <laughs> i don't think it was the best thing for us probably in <laughs> <No>. hindsight but... <laughs> uh, no. uh um but it was tuned to much music a lot of the time uh for for me anyway and i feel like just reflecting on it it really exposed me to a lot of things i wouldn't have been exposed to otherwise because apart from that you know as a suburban kid it would have been like top 40 radio
2: Mm -hmm. um
0: So, you know, and I feel like it was probably responsible in part for my transition from, like, a pop-loving teen, like Paula, or kid, rather, like Paula Abdul, Boys to Men, whatever I ordered on Columbia House, um, (laughs) to a teen who really was into grunge and punk rock and all that. So, you know, it wasn't just music. It was culture that we were getting. It was fashion. And so much of that was driven by music videos. Um, But, you know, I... have to be honest, I really don't watch music videos anymore. Um, I know artists are still making them, but it's pretty rare, certainly for me to watch them in any sort of passive sense. I might seek one out if I'm like wanting to hear a song on YouTube and it happens to come with a a music video. So it just sort of has me wondering with the way that we consume music having changed so much in the last 20 years, do you feel like music videos still have any relevance?
1: I I think they still have a little bit of relevance, Laura, because it can still be way for an artist to differentiate themselves in a world through a lot of noise in the music industry if you make a really cool video that has the possibility of resonating in a different way there's also a monetization argument to be had as well that if an artist is using youtube to post their music video and really push their music video that if it gets popular enough, they're going to make more money for those views rather than they would say on Spotify, Apple, or uh, Amazon Music. So I think there's still some room here as an artistic expression, but also as a monetary opportunity for artists in a time when the streaming giants are just eating their breakfast when when it comes to giving them money.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And there's sort of like two points there just about the monetization and the artistic expression. I mean, I feel like it's, you know, the monetization aspect is great because back in the day it was uh kind of that was the point of music videos was to drive record sales and we mm-hmm. know that that is certainly not happening. So thank goodness there's some ways for artists to kind of kind of make money off of these videos that they're they're putting out there, but I also just feel like the videos added so much in terms of artistic expression. Yes, yes. Like, I, think about an artist like Marilyn Manson back in the early mm-hmm, 2000s, or mm-hmm. late 90s. I mean, like, the music was, yeah, a little controversial, but I feel like it was the, it was the videos that really drove that kind of sensationalism.
1: Um, Marilyn Manson, I think about, I think about the emergence of hip hop, especially in the Canadian context, because Canada was five or six years behind the US on hip hop. But I think something like Much Music ended up being a place where you started to drive some of that stuff, that much music had specific shows that were designed around hip-hop culture, that just was not necessarily being expressed outwardly on major Canadian radio at the time, and a lot of those music videos were, like, exceptionally good. I think about a couple of the Puff Daddy music videos, or the Mace videos, or the LL Cool J videos, maybe they weren't super appropriate for me to be watching as a 13-year-old boy, but they were awesome.
0: I was actually thinking about that this morning. I was thinking about California Love <laughs> and then oh, and yeah. some of those the, some of those videos. Um, yeah, I, I do sort of feel like maybe it's very reflective of of our consumption overall today that we're just sort of getting what we are seeking out and not sort of. I don't. I don't think I would have sought out like hip hop or or whatever back in the day, but I was still exposed to it yeah. just because of this uh, this medium.
1: I, I don't think we would. I don't think we would have known how to seek out hip-hop, right? Like, at the time, in the yeah. 1990s, like, like, we were using dial-up internet, you know? Like, Napster wasn't even around yet. You were still at a point where a lot of uh, artistic consumption was still being passively given to you. You couldn't be active. And I think that's why people still look back at Much Music so fondly, because of it being something that, to call it counterculture would be too far, but it mm-hmm. was certainly something that was running in subculture, and that was really, really cool. Laura, thank th- this topic's been covered a couple times on the show, thank you for bringing it back because I've got a lot to say about music videos and much music thank you for once again walking me down memory lane
0: I feel like it was honestly the last time I had the finger on my pulse of what was happening (laughs) in like the (laughs) in the music scene so yeah it's been my pleasure to take this little trip down memory lane with you Dave
1: awesome Laura have a great day
0: Yeah, thanks. You as well.
1: That is Laura Bain with the Entertainment Report coming up after the break. The City of Vancouver is rolling out a new plan for some affordable housing units in the downtown east side. I've got that story in the regional news update. This is Now with Dave Brown on (laughs) AMI-tv.